get through this time where Verbal Tap Legal reviews all of our emails from the past 10 years to make sure we don't have any John Gruden situations Mm -hmm. going on. Luckily, we have very few people that old. Which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting way easier from outside your email inbox. You got to be very careful getting into those spats. I'm your host, Kevin. Rap, how are you this evening? Good. Uh, I haven't had to resign yet, so. That feels good, right? Yeah. Yeah. 10-year deal. He's out, I think, year five, whatever it is. Um, I'm sure he'll still get paid the full allotted amount, so he'll be okay. But that's, you know, I assume Can we ask Dana an important White, question? Sure. He's the Raiders coach, right? Yes. Yep. Vegas. Which wouldn't I, you? That's think... where I'm going to make this MMA based off of his mm-hmm. location. I'll get there though. Okay. Because for me, I thought that would have only endeared him more to the Raiders franchise. Yeah. There's mixed emotions about it throughout their entire. But I think this is the UFC. Good God. Can you imagine if you look through Dana's emails, let alone his phones? It would be funny if he's like, I never email. What are you talking about? This is for dummies. There's a good chance he will be commentating for the UFC very soon. They tend to like mm-hmm. that type of tough and gruff. Yeah. ESPN's like, we'll bring him back, but we'll just put him in the uh, nut job division on ESPN Plus, <laughs> where they had yet another fight card that John Gruden was very much not a part of. Um, yeah, in terms of PR disaster, should we mention Chuck Liddell? He got arrested for, but it sounds, <laughs> I'm so pro Chuck Liddell rap that I'm going to mm-hmm. admit it. As I say, my bias because reading nothing about it. I just saw Chuck Liddell says he was victim of assault when he was arrested. And I'm like, free Chuck Liddell. I'm on his side, but go ahead. Let's get some of these more criminal newscapes out of the way before we get to a whirlwind of grappling competitions, which I'm going to include the UFC fights because they highlighted none other than Mackenzie Dern. That cannot be an accident with Polaris, Nogi Worlds. Submission Underground, Frosto coming up, doing some super fighting. I just, I think it was planned. But go ahead. What did Chuck do? Uh, All right. So I woke up this morning to see this, which was UFC Hall of Famer. Chuck Liddell's been arrested on a domestic violence charge. And, you know, the comments are what you think they're going to be. So it's kind of hard for us. We just put it up and we go, this doesn't look good. I will tell you the first joke that went through my head was, Jesus, Chuck, there are other ways to get a fight with John Jones, but in the prison, just <laughs> not not cool, man. Let's let's think creatively and outside of the box. But I um, don't remember what season of Oz they did the boxing. Oh, no. But that would be a good, uh, you know, ABC be like, we'll auction it. Sometimes like, what, what, how much do you want? We'll pay for every second of John Jones versus other incarcerated athletes. Don't worry. He can take several officers at once, according to a police report. All right. Here's what Chuck said in his statement that, you know, must be top notch because he wrote it on the note app. On his iPhone. Here we go. Last night, the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department deputies who responded were professional. While the information about this case will be revealed in due course, I think it's due time, I believe it is important to convey and clarify a few facts about the situation. 
I was the victim of the incident last night at our family home, as details of the case will reveal. The deputies informed me that my wife would be arrested as I did not respond to her assault while I sustained bruising and lacerations. I volunteered to go in her place. This was one of the many times I have tried to shield a family mental health issue from the public purview. It has become painfully apparent that this cannot continue as our private life has now reached a public breaking point. Please respect our privacy as I help navigate our family through this difficult time. What make you of this? I am very in the didn't even notice until it hit full peak mode. So I felt good already about it, but you know, I'm I'm always uh let's just let this play out. It doesn't sound yeah. like this was a John Jones situation where we hear the kid being like, "Please call the cops to the bellboy, bellhop." Excuse me, it's not bellboy. Look at me mm. using 1990s hotel terms to the bell concierge, bell person, the bell. Uh. <laughs> Can but, I tell you a, a joke, though, that I sent on over? This just sounded a little sad, like, because it didn't seem big, but go ahead. Uh, well, first, the detour. Uh, I submitted a joke to our friend over at Mixed Martial Artish. He may not take it, so take this for what you will. But the pitch was, joke pitch, political correctness gone overboard, colon, Danaher to now go by Dana They. <laughs> Now, what he chooses to do with that is on him, but I felt like I'm too lazy to meme that, but it might work for his thing. And yes, so I'd like detour. to see either of you dance around writing the article part of that. <laughs> but, I mean, what you do is you make the humor based off of the fact that it would both make them laugh, but maybe also highlight a little bit of shit show that they like to uh, stir the pot with. Speaking of stir the pot, on this Chuck Liddell post on MMAJunkie.com, there is a one of the two top comments, one of which comes from Ape Defensive Solutions. Men can be victims also. Prayers for the family. Now, if you do go to the highlight part, there's at least two out of three of these photos that deal with guns, so... Take that for what you will. But, Kev, we're going to do an over-under on how many likes you think that this comment has. <laughs> five. No. Way over? Way under? It's way over five. Uh, 2001. 866. 864 so. people need to think about their choices. Four people are probably family members, and I get it. I mean, here's what I'm going to say. <laughs> Somebody also wrote, Chuck's lawyer wrote this, too many big words. Sure, listen. I, <laughs> somebody else wrote, ain't no way this N-word wrote per view. So it just goes to show you that fans will chime in as they can. I would say this. We should probably express some hesitancy on this Chuck Liddell one and kind of let the facts play out. Um, but waking up this morning, it's very disappointing to see that. On top of that, you and I talked about the new potential governor of fucking Hawaii. <laughs> well, BJ's got a long way to go before he's in charge of Hawaii. Mm -hmm. But he's certainly feeling, just learn from the Tito Ortiz experiment. I know it sounds fun, but you don't want to do it. It's like starting a podcast. It sounds great. Then you're like, Not it's great. a lot of work. 
A lot of it's not like the most fun stuff. And little little preview, or if you're Chuck Liddell, purview, bam, uh, for a Grappling Hour coming up this week. We actually have a Keenan Cornelius who admitted to me in this interview, and you can watch it tomorrow, uh, that uh, Matt Byrne is dead for the time being. And I did tell him on our behalf, Kevin, I did tell him, hey, congrats. We didn't think you'd make it past 20, but you made it to 50, which almost makes you a podcaster. But then you quit. And the one thing he told me is like, dude, I like showing up. I like doing this, but man, the setup sucks. And like he's pointing at me and everything I was doing to set up the interview. He goes, all of this. Mind you, I take a slight pause in the setting up of things and go, thank you. I do treasure your time, too, Keenan. So I think you guys will enjoy the interview. We've got a hell of a first episode. I won't name drop, but it is Mason Feller, Tim Spriggs, and Fatima Klein. Anyway, join us tomorrow at the Grappling Hour. Okay, go the on, Kev. Grappling Hour. Well, let's get into the grappling e- evening. Mm. Uh, I've spun the wheel. First okay. up, Polaris. Okay. So I'm glad you've seen some of it. I have not gotten to it. I watched probably more Purple Belt No Gi Worlds than I needed to, but I got really mesmerized. And just seeing what was in. This fight I will revisit between Craig Jones and Davi Ramos because you know this probably, but early times... One of the first fighters to have exciting finishes and a good combat reel and some Atos buzz, Dobby Ramos. The guy is an absolute stud, which is made evident by the fact that Craig Jones had to rig it overseas just to get a, a unanimous decision. Something people are already calling an Academy Award winning performance by Craig Jones. That's how much acting was in it. Raph, what say you? How was this fight? Uh, it was okay. Uh, one notable thing to see about it was Craig Jones got kicked in the face by Davi. Good. I mean, they were grappling. <laughs> no, <laughs> everybody okay? Uh, he seemed okay. Uh, the sad part is there's no way to definitively say, well, he's less intelligent now. So, mm. uh, Kendall Rousing. I hope I'm saying that. I know her. I just don't know how to say her last name. So my apologies. Uh, She ended up winning via armbar, which was dope. She has been toiling away on the circuit for years. She is a fantastic competitor. Jed Hugh picks up a decision over Cody Steele. And by all accounts, I didn't see it, but it's on my docket. Uh, It was apparently super good. And then there were a bunch of other people I don't really know. Uh, and I feel, how do I put this? No disrespect to any of the people uh, across the pond, but sometimes I feel like these names can be fake. For example, uh, Jack Sear beat Oli Bates. And if you hear Oli Bates from a person with an accent, say almost kind of that Cockney accent, like Oli one Bates. of the Williams brothers would be like, oh yeah, I've been training with Oli Bates. For about 14 years. And you go, oh, is that really his name or is that just what you call him? Yeah. yeah. I, I'm actually looking at some of these. You're on to something here. Abby O'Toole. Mm-hmm. Doesn't sound like a real name. Sounds like something. Mm-hmm. someone was like, uh, let's just put my cousin Abby on there. 
Abby O'Toole. Har, har. Hooley. And they laughed and laughed. <laughs> Shane Curtis. Made mm-hmm. up name. Ben Hills. They could they were not even get creative. They just looked outside. Dan Pac-Man. <laughs> Jack Sear. Yeah. Jack Sear. Ollie Bates are both. <laughs> they really, they, all they had was Craig Jones and Dobby Ramos. They were like, no one's going to notice. We'll get Kendall over here. We'll get Cody Steele. Everything's going to be fine. And when I read a name like Jed Hugh, my other thought is always, Hugh, isn't that something that you use to change a color on? So it, it sounds like an incomplete sentence when you say it. Jed Hugh, green? Uh, Jed Hugh, blue? What, anyway. What in Jed Hugh? Yeah. Well, anyway. that was Polaris. That was Polaris. That was I, a rapid fire one. Good I job, I appreciate everybody. that you say, it is a little weird, that the timing sometimes. You're always, as a grappling fan, you want them to spread it out a little bit, mm-hmm. but sometimes, nope, let's let's do 15 games in the afternoon window. Here you go. Because <laughs> I was a little confused, like, why are you doing a card this weekend? You're going up against a lot of just where you would bring some talent, which let's head on over to Nogi World's ref. Yeah. Um, before we do that, just one mm-hmm. quick joke. One of my favorite, uh, I guess, comments that I get from people that I train with and we typically are training over here in the States during the time, which Polaris is taking place, which is usually night for them. One of my favorite comments from people as they're grappling with me is when they say, Oh, are you watching Polaris? And I go, no, I'm grappling with you right now. How am I watching it? We're rolling. Do I look like I am looking at a television or a phone or like, Oh, I, I just meant, did you watch it earlier? And I go, right, right. That's a better way to phrase it. But if you ask me if I am currently watching it, no, I'm dealing with your fucking side control. Shut up and roll. And it's hard to tell people this because I like watching it. And if they put it on in the background, it's cool. But it is very difficult to do both. You you can have it on in the background. We did it when Keenan was fighting Gordon in that godforsaken long 90-minute match, which Congrats to both of them. <laughs> they managed to be more boring than both you and I whenever we roll. But I was glad it happened. It's just it's hard to maintain. And I would like to train so that I can be not as good at them. But close enough. Good enough for me is what we like to call it. So having said that, yes, let's transition. Um, what do you want to do? Do you want to go to the UFC or do you want to talk about the submission only series thing that I went to? Oh, we can do that. I was headed to Nogi yeah. Worlds real quick. Oh, but... right, 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 right. You were watching those. And this, a credit to Kevin. He texted me that morning and was saying, good morning, Raph. It looks like I'm going to do some Nogi Worlds coverage. Maybe watch a little Polaris. And I go, I am watching none of it. I am going to a thing today. You were headed to watch Froster fight. Yeah. Which it sounds, you said he, he got submitted? He did not win this one. It was uh, a last-minute change-up, so we didn't even get the the satisfaction of seeing uh, a friend of the show take him on. Uh, but then somebody stepped up very kindly from uh, Las Vegas, uh, Jordan Worth, excellent competitor, uh, ended up catching him via crucifix. But, you know, it's one of those things where I'm just glad that Frosto got a match because you can t- easily tell in those situations that sometimes they go, mm, I'm just not going to have a match for you, man. Sorry. So it's good. Plus, uh, he's getting married soon. So 
Uh, I think the weight loss and the weight cut for it is going to help him fit better in a suit. So good to know. There you go. Yeah. Well, I I'm, I watched a Meow Brother lose. Oh. <laughs> yeah. There was. Um, Did it anytime Bebe you know to which, No. Which no, Meow Brother? No. no okay. No, no, Just no. Sure. Don't ever have a clue. Ever have a clue. But there was, uh, oh, my son's joining the podcast in the back. Well, that's about time. I was about to say we should get a third microphone just for your son to tell us how boring some of these matches were. He's doing his absolute best. But it was in Texas, number one. It was in Garland, Texas, not previously where they had it, City College in New York, up, like north of Manhattan, north north New York City, basically, the most northern point you can take a lot of the uh subway up to way up there and that was always tough it was an interesting east coast battle but raf what's the thing about new york and traveling there it's expensive i forget mm. i've been several mm. times but i've blocked it out that's what they put in the water the pizza and the alcohol this one exact opposite garland texas and they're allowing heel hooks Yes. Why? I feel like they could have done this a little bit. Like this really piles on. It makes it seem like New York banned heel hooks statewide. They didn't. They just changed their things. Huge difference, though. Massive difference. Cyborg wins. Hugo Marquez in the middleweight. I was in for anything Hugo Marquez was doing. Um, we saw some Gianna Grippo. We saw some Pedro Mourinho, and. Fifio Davies just crushing people aggressively. Mm -hmm. And Raph, really good Nogi Worlds. I noticed uh, the big three things. One, people have really solved the fashion puzzle. Mm. People see it. They get it. They're making a conscious choice. I was really impressed. I thought, even for Garland, good choices. And so much open guard play from uh, just feeling the confidence that they can roll under and attack the legs completely different. I thought it opened up a lot of the games. It seemed like people were much more willing to be, they just play guard. So instead of four minutes of, well, I'll think about it, touch hands, boom, they're in, they're trying to invert. It's interesting. That is cool. That does sound like some progress has been made. I also want to give a shout out to Pedro Mourinho who ended up double golding uh, and he is your yeah. current absolute champion. He was a uh, on beast fire, by mm -hmm. the way, his, everything he did, he just uh, had it. He had the juice as I like to say. And again, people of the fashion was really, I was impressed. So I will tell you this. I think almost pure white. That was cool. Uh, that is pretty cool. I can tell you this. I believe Pedro Mourinho is actually a fan of our show. So, well, I'm a fan of his. Yeah. I was enjoying it. <laughs> I was trying to watch his hips while he was doing some passing because I just it was a nice reminder, too. It's like I haven't forgotten all of the things you do to pass the guard. It's a patient game. I think I've been impatient. I'm going to take that with me this week. I'm going to go be more patient and um, put those hips into it like Pedro Mourinho. Yeah, and uh, credit to him. I saw you mentioned PJ, and PJ looked uh, like 
a man on a mission on a, a lot of what he was doing. So I was stoked to see that as well. A lot of our friends were competing. So PJ Barks yeah. looked fucking awesome. I really enjoyed watching him. He's it's I always forget, and I feel like you've told me this twenty times. He was a wrestler, maybe before with yes. his tenth with the tenth planet mix. He just really looks annoying to fight, and he's jacked. Have you seen him? He's gotten not through like the Gordon transition because he was always he was probably sixteen when we first started <laughs> seeing him fight. So you always sometimes forget how quickly. Oh yeah, being in your early twenties, you fill out quite a bit. Uh, looking like a full-grown man, though. Yeah. Mohawk was awesome. I was like, that's PJ? Yeah. They were like, Paul. It's Paul Barch. I was like, damn. He's Paul now. <laughs> this has gotten serious. So it was fun, and it took me back to a simpler time in our podcast coverage. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, this is nice. There's a time Raph and I would have just caught the bus up here. I would have stayed with Ellen and had brunch with her and Saeed. It would have been lovely. Me and Marcus would have snuck some weed into the place just so we could get a little toke. I mean, oh. jiu-jitsu's boring, you know. Did I tell you that uh, – oh, you're talking about your Marcus. I actually trained with Marcus uh, Caval uh, a couple weeks ago. Oh, I was talking about my Marcus. How's Marcus Yes, awesome. it took me a second where I go, wait, you and Swedish Marcus? His I mean, videos are my absolute play. favorite. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Let's plug those. Actually, Marcus Caval yeah. is taking on – I didn't know this population existed – TikTok, I it makes sense that it does. TikTok self defense people that he deems dangerous, <laughs> and his like deem of dangerous is he watches it and it just peeves him. Love him, I'm in. So go watch those. You can find Marcus Kowal all over the place. He's very very Google friendly. Yes, and I think he did one of those things where people compliment you and they say something like, oh my God, you look thinner. And I go, you just haven't seen me in a while. I am exactly the same weight. He's just trying to get you to come back. He's been very kind. It did let us film some of our funnier work. Yes. We got some good match revivals in his, um, and just some, some good training up there at systems. Yeah. So, so let's where 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 to next, Raph? The disappointment of Mackenzie Dern unable to represent for jujitsu on our weekend, uh, or yeah. out to submission underground. Let's go submission underground because I think up. that's a happier story. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap the grappling up. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, submission underground. I have some results for you guys. Uh, number one, <laughs> I don't want to give away too much from my other interview as well, Kevin, but I will tell you this. I do know they watch it. And I mean the submission underground people. They watch they do, your coverage of it. They do tend to watch my interviews when I bring on the people who won. Not every time, but you know, I, I do get notes back that they enjoyed it or that they thought funny of something. Or we like their, I, we like the let's find a fighter and pin him up against. I'm all in for like the Jordan Burrow stuff, whatever they can do. Hey, here's an MMA fighter. Go fight. Greg yes. Go, whatever. I'm in. Now, having said that, uh, I did get in one quip that I think you would be very proud of me about, which is as I was telling Mason, I go, Mason, I think Chael's running out of things to say about you because you keep winning <laughs> to the point where when he's giving factoids about you, I'm pretty sure he's at the point where he says something akin to, you know, Mason could go to NASA 
And he's so good, he could probably fly one of those ships into the moon. That is how good Mason Fowler is at jiu-jitsu. And there's a moment where Mason's like, don't sell out jail. In his head, don't sell out jail. But he's laughing at it. He goes, yeah, I am pretty entertained when I go home and listen to some of those things. And I go, dude, you have to at a certain point disassociate yourself from it because he's saying shit that isn't necessarily even true anymore. It's just he's got to fill the time. And poor Mason was just he was trying to laugh but hide it. And he's just like, damn, dude, this is, this is it's true. It's very funny. So more more fun yucks to do it. But you have to understand the reason I bring it up on this show is because as I was doing it on the other show, all I could think of was I cannot wait to tell Kevin or show him this clip because <laughs> this is exactly the criticism we are talking about, which is Chael is doing his best to fill in the time. But I think he was under the impression that Mackenzie Dern won. Ooh, same. <laughs> what a beautiful world we were living in. Well, just be careful because you and I are going to start submission above ground any minute yes. now. We're going to start <laughs> submission seriously underground. Or, or can we be the submission sub underground, which sub is underground. even lower than theirs? Like we're closer to the core of the earth. And we love Submission Underground for the simple reason of, if you've ever listened to this podcast, you know Demolition Man's one of our collective <laughs> favorite so movies. Oh and where's God. the fun stuff? You can get the Rat Burgers underground. It's where Dennis so Leary good. lives. <laughs> Edward Friendly. There's. I was watching 20 minutes of it, and it was that part. <laughs> I was like, you and I will get into what I've watched also, because I finally watched The Many Saints of... Newark, but anything okay. else to call out big on the submission underground? I didn't even know they had one, but that's yeah. Um, you know, yeah. I had a baby. I can only do so much. Hey, listen, the fact that you texted me and said I'm going to do some work I, today. I watched PJ Barch. You know, I did. Some I things. was so proud of you uh, as a co-host. All I could think of was, damn, Kevin is doing. Oh, there was a a, a boxing match, which, by the way, oh shit, there was. It. I did see clips of no it. No one saw it. Come on, I don't know about that. I think a lot of people watch that one, unfortunately. Uh, Wilder uh, Fury. Yes, and uh, listen, dude. Fury KOs uh, him this time. This was the trilogy, right? Mm -hmm. This was the third. We know again. We're we're okay. We're paying attention. We are, and I. Would have loved to have, I would have loved to have watched it. I was, however, preoccupied watching a bunch of trials happening at the Submission Only series. And that was dope, too. I guess we should do that one first, then. Then I'll go to Submission Underground. Uh, the Submission Only series, the great thing about that one was there were a series of trials and people that we know were dear to us who were competing in that. And one of our friends the esteemed Eric Medina Darce Knight himself has qualified to go represent the United States again. So very excited for him and another of our, you know, longtime friends on the show and seeing other people there who were in super fights and uh, some wins and some losses. Uh, I got to be there for my man, Albert Morales. I uh, gave him a little bit of coaching on the side. Dude was dominating. Uh, the regulation just didn't win in overtime, but it was close and it was dope to see him back out there. And here's the crazy thing about Albert. Albert fights on the main card of an LXF series later this month, has a very prominent spot. He is the main event on that card. 
and just decided, you know, I'll take a super fight. Yeah, why not? Dude's batshit insane. Cannot believe he was doing that just like three weeks before he's supposed to fight. But that is how committed that man is. So I was very happy to be in his corner. And I also got to see uh, just a whole bunch of friends and say hello and not have to really cover it too hard. Because on this one, oh, I remember what I was going to bring up on the show. Kev, I didn't even message you about this one because I wanted it to be something I presented to you on the show. Okay. I sat next to the absolute worst audience member I have ever been next to at a grappling event. Uh, Was it a coach? No, not even. It was a dude who maybe is not in as good a shape as everybody competing. We'll start there. Sure. But he was complaining at the very beginning that things weren't organized well. And I say to him, hey, that's up our wheelhouse where we we do those jokes that's fine and at first i thought he might have a good sense of humor because we even though we will joke and make fun of things sometimes we are very much rooting for the people we tend to make fun of those people that we really actually like a lot so there it's a little bit of roasting with a, a good sense of we're rooting for you it did occur to me maybe after two minutes this dude was not the same kind of person Because as he's sitting next to me, he starts actively telling the people as they are grappling. And there's not much space between us and them. Oh, this is why grappling isn't entertaining. This guy's just pulling guard. Look at this. He's not even getting a submission here. This is boring. God, this dude doesn't even look good. Like, what the fuck? So I tried making small talk to him. And at one point I even told him, I was like, well, you do know it is very difficult to get a submission from that position. And he's like, I mean, I just feel like he's not even trying. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know if you have these moments. We had a segment on the Jay Leno show that we were doing recently that Jay has a particular funny way about saying this particular word, but it makes all of us laugh. But anytime you get Jay to call someone an idiot, it is amazing to hear him say that. But the little preamble that we would say before the bit is, is just like, have you ever just sat next to somebody and realized, oh, my God, I'm sitting next to an idiot. It was happening to me. I became part of the bit that we created and I now could not get out. And there's a moment where this guy tells me, yeah, you know, I mean, I've got like this degree in planning and I go, oh, well, you know, that's good to know. And he's like, yeah, yeah, just so much I wish I could fix. And I go, I'm, I'm sure you can. He goes, well, but what do I know? It's not like I know anything. I mean, clearly I don't know anything. And I just go, we all know that. <laughs> he looks at me like, uh, and I go, we're aware. You can keep talking, but we know you know nothing. Anyway, enjoy the night. So that was uh, that was my response to an idiot live in person. And there you go. I don't even think he registered it, but he definitely it was just sad because I just I wanted him to be excited by this. And I do get it. Some people find what we do boring. However, if you are going to be in that situation, one of two things should happen. One, you should just try to be a good sport and just try to see your way through it. Or two, uh, and fortunately he didn't say anything about Frosto when he was going up. B 
because I was about ready if he was going to say something about Frostner to be like, hi, would you like to come to his class and sign a waiver? <laughs> Just yeah. see what you could do. It yeah. should be easy to submit welcome. him. But we didn't have to resort to that. We were generally polite other than that. So anyway, that was it. It was a good event. Um, happy for the people who, who succeeded. Um, still happy for the other people who maybe didn't get the results they wanted. It was just a good night to get out there. And it was behind beautiful Los Angeles scenery, especially as the night tapered down. You could see uh, like the back skyline of uh, Los Angeles. So dope to see. Anyway, let's move to Sunday. <laughs> Submission Underground. We talked about Chael having to stall. Um, but I do want to bring up a few people that you should definitely keep an eye on. The first of which is Aaron Teagues. And I've interviewed this cat. He's really good at what he does. But he's also like easily identifiable as the one person always wearing a Batman rash guard. So very happy to see him do well. He's been climbing his way up the ranks. He really should have been on the main card uh, previously, but he finally made it and he definitely made a good use of it. Uh, then Chris Lincioni, friend of the show as well, took on Zack Schneider. They ended up going to overtime uh, and they both took this match on hours notice because it fell apart. Uh, it was supposed to be Andy Night Night Farella versus somebody. Then he had to go out and it's just a mess. In your main event, though, Mason Fowler did beat Gabriel Checo and that in itself was a replacement match. Uh, we did talk to Mason about his eye injury on Grappling Hours premiere, but I was concerned. I wasn't sure he was going to be able to compete. Turns out he just needed a few days to rest his eye. Unfortunately, from the Who's Number One fallout, Kyle Bame was unable to uh, earn that uh, spot that he had, well, I mean, to face Mason, which is a spot that he earned. So, yeah, that was that. And other people I want to give some shout-outs to on this one, uh, let's say Travis Moore ended up getting a submission in overtime. Andrew Alexander got a, I think it was a heel hook in regulation. And, uh, another big shout out to John Simone, John Simone, a cousin of Ricky Simone ended up getting a submission via heel hook just with five seconds left in regulation. So them's your results. Everybody definitely excited to see. And they did announce tonight and this was very strange, Kevin, they're doing a surprise submission underground on Halloween. So on the 31st, a Sunday, again, they're going to have another installment. And uh, it's so last minute that uh, when Mason was interviewing with me, he was like, yeah, I don't know if I'm on it mid-interview. Oh, I just got a note from Heather. Yeah, I might be on it. They asked if I'm available. <laughs> it was like, cool, breaking news, dog. That's awesome. That is pretty cool. Uh, I, I'm i all in, actually. Costumes encouraged? Did they mention a surprise event, Ref? That sounds awesome. I mean, it's probably a surprise that they had to move it up a date, and I think that's due in part to ADCC, which is the trials the next week, and I think that's when they were originally trying to do it. Uh, just like this week was Nogi Worlds, so they didn't have all of their people, I think, available. And... Uh, yeah, I mean, I get it, dude. It's hard. We're at a stage now where for the next couple of months with ADCC, you're going to see some of the athletes get a little little testy about doing too many events. You might see more events come up and wonder why certain people aren't on it. Sure. Uh, but I can tell you that, yes, the ADCC trials going down. 
It will be the 6th and the 7th of November, so we're little short under a month away. And it looks like, according to Tom DeBlas, if you can sift through all of those posts that he does, uh, he has said that there are over 800 people who are going to be competing at this trials that's happening. So here's the good news. The reason why they're doing them on two days is that they're going to do the prelims on one of the days, and then I think they're going to do uh, semifinals on on the second day. So they will mercifully break it up a little bit for viewing audiences. But there's that. I just found out today that one of our friends, one Sean Megami of the noted Dream Jiu-Jitsu or Dream BJJ fame, he is bringing back the baddest blue. The format is it is sub only, and I believe it's no time limit. I might be wrong on this, but it is a California great tournament I cannot encourage people to do this enough. And I saw it was only for blue belts. Uh-uh. Hour later, <laughs> it is also for purple belts, brown belts, and black belts. This tournament, I have covered it in many ways. I've interviewed people. I've taken photos at it. Uh, I've, I've interacted. I've coached at a couple of them. There is something about the way it goes and the way they run it. That makes it magical. So if you are looking for another thing to compete at, I would highly recommend that you guys budget that in. It is November 21st. Don't quote me on that, but look it up. And uh, they will be doing gi and no gi. So one day of gi and one day of no gi. I got a note from a friend who was super pissed because he signed up for another tournament and had some other people competing on that tournament. And he goes, shit, I would want to do that one. So he was really pissed. And I was like, well, tell him. You're not going to do it. And he goes, but I got kids. I got a coach. I was like, fuck them kids. Damn right, Raph. <laughs> kids. I'm just saying, I mean, Kevin, you have a kid, so we can't really fully say it like that anymore. But fuck those other kids. That's the phrase that we should use now. Can I ask a question? This kind of occurred to me as I was seeing the Pedro Mourinho win. Were you able to see anything live in terms of people's responses to Cyborg or Wagner? No. I saw them there, but it it was pretty – the coverage didn't really go into it, at least from what I heard or saw, but no. Yeah. Okay. I think people were a little upset. And the phraseology here, I understand. I, I actually am sensitive to this one because I think – they didn't think this one through, but one of the responses Cyborg had to being old and still doing fairly well in competitive nature in jiu-jitsu was he put uh, age is only a number. And when your gym has been oh, accused God. okay, yeah, maybe aiding and abetting a – I mean can we even say fully convicted – pedophile uh, definitely accused definitely charged um but yes to that extent it's just not the right phrasing and i just feel like we are going to walk a consistent line of well that's just how people are going to react to it and right. it may become part of what we see as people respond to it but i just thought i would throw that your way because there's not a ton of combination of words that makes you go Mm, no, that was that was like a series of bad choices. <laughs> that was one that definitely hit 
right on the money of no, that's bad. And uh, how did no one tell you this? And if you did write it, take it down. But uh, I think somebody else put a response to it all. Uh, I think Cyborg had somebody put up and they said, uh, this will shut up all the haters. I was like, no, they don't hate him because he's successful. (sighs) Okay. They have a super specific reason. It's not like they were out because he lost a super fight. The one thing you don't want to do is like point out haters who, if you ask them why they hate it, might actually convince you to be on their side. In any event, that's the world we live in. And it was one of the first times, I think, at a big tournament like that that we've seen. It's a little surprising to see them there. But that's, I mean, you know, that's their world. I think they're going to go as if it's all normal. I don't know who will have the first interview with them. I don't think they're going to want to talk to me. No. I'll, I'll just put that as a, a nice qualifier. They'll hide behind IBJJF and as much as they can flow grappling for the meantime. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's a little bit of a bummer, but I, I, I don't know that they feel like they did anything wrong. And everybody's entitled to their opinions on this, but uh, it definitely was strange, I think, for most viewers to go, why are they there? And you go, well... I guess they're just able to do it. So I think another test of that is possibly going to be ADCC uh, for the trials because I don't know that they will get invites. And if they do. Right. That's a less appeal. Yeah. That one has some control versus the IBJJF is pretty sympathetic towards. I mean, the IBJJF is uh, famous for having a statement that goes, oh, your check cleared. Yeah. Come right on. They're not checking. Yeah. There you go. So anyway. That's an update on, uh, I think, all things grappling, jiu-jitsu, MMA. I think we've uh, we've definitely investigated all of those things. Kevin, do you have anything that I might have missed? Anything that needs to be brought to the table? Mackenzie Dern lost. We've alluded to it, but I think we're getting off at the last exit of Tim Elliott lost. Like It was a really brutal night if you were on ESPN Plus watching people we like. Yeah, and we're slowly starting to get to that era where there's going to be a lot of shit breaking news luke rockhold is injured and out of ufc 268 so he won't be fighting sean strickland don't want to be the person that would break that news to sean strickland because he's such a well-adjusted person uh but it does look like we are going to see brandon moreno versus davison figueroa again in january 22nd and Last note, four out of Mm. five fights decisions Mm. here on this UFC. But I am going to return to parenting and hopefully training this week, Raph. That'll do it for us tonight, right? I think so. I think think we've talked enough. Plus that that young man that you have at the house needs your attention. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. And I'm sorry for any of the emails. Good night. And I'm only sorry for him. Goodbye. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Please note, the new number is...